This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, September 22nd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Duoskin. Matt, how are you doing? I'm all right, Dylan. I'm pretty tired, actually, but we'll, we'll make it through the show, I assure you. You have made it back to the great Chicagoland area? Yes. How was your uh, How was your trip? How was uh, SunTrust Field? SunTrust Field... <sighs> It's hard to describe. It's it's you know it's it's brand new and everything looks absolutely like immaculate. Mm-hmm. They have this this massive display for for Hank Aaron behind, you know in the area behind home plate. It is like an indoor waterfall and a massive statue. Oh, rad! And they've got like his like life story like playing on a, on a video loop. Mm-hmm. They've also they also have this this kids area in outfield where they have like you know zip lines and batting cages and stuff. It was all right. It was all right. It was. It Does it feel like not like a baseball field almost? A little bit. Yeah. It's just that part of it is that, okay, the Braves are so rough right now that it's kind of clear that the locals are, are are having a hard time, like, getting, like, are, you know, it's like the end of the season, and, yeah, like, you know, the local fans are really just there to, like, you know, what what I observe, this is by no means to impugn, like, Braves fans and by any means, but let's just say there was a bit more, inf- you know, interest in, in, social, in socialization than there was in the team, sure. and, that, and that makes 100% sense to me. I mean, just give sure. the team that they're, they're putting out there. I mean, granted, you know, Freddie Freeman is probably one of the top three hitters in baseball, and they've got a few other interesting pieces, you know, Ozzie Albies and such. But um, sure, and they have a great farm. But what's on the field right now? Like, okay, yeah, like for you know, Luis Cohar is not quite ready for prime time. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Did you? Uh, all right, but the food. How was your food experience? Uh, food experience was quality. Uh, the first thing we did was the we, we got we, we got there. We were you know beers and appetizers right away. Well, appetizers, mm-hmm. but I, you know we had the, uh, the the fry one of the fry platters that they have there. It was it was oh, really solid solid French fries. Really impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the ice cream. They had these this ice cream that they dipped in chocolate and then like put like you know t- you know you know toppings either nuts or oh boy your toffee and you know like right in front of you. it was really you know good chocolate good nuts quality quality ice cream. I was really pleased with with the way that turned out. Right on. We looked for some of the the you know the uh, the more unique fare. They had the, the tomahawk pork chop sandwich, which was. If I hadn't, have, I had Chick Fil A for lunch, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to do you know two fried fillets in one day <laughs> so I, I didn't partake but it looked fantastic the, the burger that my, my you know my father had was excellent uh, i'm trying to think what else we had i think there's like one or two other they have these these pretzels in the shape of an a oh that's i've never heard of that yeah I mean, it was what it, it was it was it was impressive to see so that's a fun novelty yeah well so. uh Right on. Check another uh, park off the list. The one thing that bothered me was that I was looking to get you know a, a T-shirt, like you know, hopefully one of the uh, the players' weekend shirts. Uh-huh. But I forgot that Atlanta probably had the most boring players' weekend shirts. Yeah, there wasn't I, anything good. No, I, <laughs> when um, I think Matt Adams is like big city. Yeah, and that, and that was like the most unique one. I'm just the really... best you could do. Yeah, that bites. Yeah. Well, uh, we uh, had had an okay week of picks. Went all right. Uh, nothing real exciting on the uh, hitter front. No home runs or steals or anything. You had Colton Long have a run in RBI. That was about it. Yeah. Our bats were quiet, but we did okay pitching-wise. Dan Straley got his job done. Went five innings, one run, eight strikeouts against the Mets. You'll take that absolutely every time. Mm-hmm. Ed Colin McHugh do okay. 
Uh, Janelson Lament had a bad time with the D-backs that still got four strikeouts, but not what we wanted there. But then we both had Tyler Chatwood, who did just fine. Uh, it did okay. Quality start. Not great, but you'll take the quality start. And then Tyler Anderson, uh, the line says five and two-thirds, three runs. He had one run until the sixth inning, and then he got chased. So, mm. but, but still, they both did okay, and he got his strikeouts, too. So, uh, yeah, you got anything else before we jump into our picks for this weekend? No. But we'll save some of the other stuff for for the for the end of the podcast, I think. The postscript. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into our picks. Uh, Friday the twenty second, Matt. I have six names written down right here. Uh, tell me what you think. Uh, seventh one. Actually, we can lead with this at fifty one percent. I'm not eligible for us, but Garrett Richards going to Houston. That's a tough matchup, I think. You know, not eligible for us. But would you consider Garrett Richards going to Houston? Probably not. No. He two starts ago had them at home, went five innings, one run, four strikeouts. He's okay. been just fine so far, but I'm a little scared seeing him again that quickly and going to Houston. I don't know. That might be another one where I got to check their lineup and see who they're starting since True. they've clinched. But, but yeah, not the best matchup for him. But he's I trust him. I just don't love the matchup, but I definitely trust him as a pitcher already. How about Sal Romano at home against the Red Sox? He's been okay. But that's a tough matchup. Are you even considering that? No, it's a hard pass. No interest. Eight scoreless last time against, against the Pirates. Who? Okay. The Pirates. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, worried worried about facing the Red Sox. But Sal Romano, worth looking at. Uh, Edwin Jackson's going to New York. The wheels have fallen off. We talked about how it was impressive what he was doing so far. You still think he'll get a contract next year. but I know he will. Seven runs allowed last time out. Five before that. Five before that. Like, yeah. So going to New York and the Mets is a fine matchup, but you can't go near that, right? No. No. You can't. I don't think so. Now, uh, how about your boy Brandon Woodruff at home against the Cubs? He's been doing well, but that's kind of a tricky matchup, too. Would you consider him at home getting the Cubbies? I, I would consider it, but just because I'm a Brandon Woodruff fanboy, but I would probably mm-hmm. not. If I was a betting, a gambling man, and I am, I would not be uh, adding anything to my stack. There's upside here, for sure. He's getting his strikeouts. He's not walking people. He seems okay. 3-2 ADRA, but there's also downside there. I'm just scared of the Cubs, so doable but proceed with caution how about sean newcomb at home against the phillies easier matchup guy gets the strikeouts the ratios aren't as good he's been decent lately though doesn't go deep in the games is there a quality start here for sean newcomb i i could see it yeah why not yeah uh his longest he's gone he's gone six innings twice but he hasn't done it in like six starts so i i not going deep, but again, more than a strikeout per inning, and it's the Phillies. I'm not really scared of, of them too much, especially against a lefty. So, an option, but not a huge ceiling. Last two for me, Erasmo Ramirez at home against the Indians. You just can't pick anybody against the Indians right now, right? Still too hot? I'm picking against that, so that should tell you all you, all you need to know about what I think about Erasmo right now. I like Erasmo when he gets a bunch of righties, but like he just went to Houston and got shelled. Like he's in the right matchup. I'm interested, but this is not that. No, no thanks. Not against the I think the pick on this day is probably your boy Ronaldo Lopez at home against the Royals. Is that the one you've also picked? It's one I had highlighted. Yes. I would think about Woodruff and I would think about Newcomb, but against the Royals just feels like the safest one to me. I'm not even sure it's the highest ceiling, and Ronaldo's ERA is almost five, but I'm just not scared of the Royals, are you? No, 
Yeah, it's not getting as many strikeouts as I'd like from Ronaldo either. Like, if you need upside, if you're playing DFS, I think it's newcomer Woodruff. But I think if you're trying to get your ratios down, like we are, uh, I think it's Ronaldo Lopez. Also, you can remember, I think Lopez's ERA started off like he got he had a couple of rough starts mixed in there, and it's come come down quite a bit in his last few. His second start, four and a third, six runs in Texas. Yeah, know? that's the that makes it better. My concern is his last three starts, he has four total strikeouts. And it's like, all right, I need to see more than that. But he two starts ago went to Kansas City, six innings, three runs, one strikeout. No box, though. Mm. I don't know. The peripherals aren't great, but I think he can handle the Royals. So hope so. I'm taking him there for the ratio. But again, Woodruff and Newcomb for strikeouts and for points. They have more of an upside. Nothing about that. Uh, is there anybody else that even stuck out to you at all? I didn't see much. No, we've had Kyle Gibson versus Daniel Norris. I saw that. I feel like when we get this, when we get to the hitters, I've been trying to pick Tigers against Kyle Gibson all September, it feels like. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I keep looking at that. Um, John Gray goes to San Diego. That's not a streaming option, but that is a big old green light for you, right? If you're playing DFS. I'm a big fan of that, yeah. That'll be nice. Okay, uh, how about hitters, Matt? Who are you looking at then? Are you picking on Kyle Gibson? I'm not, because I couldn't find anybody I liked. We'd like Heimer Condelario, but we've already picked him this yes, month, but yeah. we can go for that there. That'll be fine. Mm. Who are you looking at that is eligible that we haven't picked yet this month? Though? This was a tough day for, for hitters, I felt like, honestly. A little bit. A little bit. I found three, but it wasn't great. Oh, I've got three as well. And Again, they're not yeah. great. They're also not great. Start, start, start with, with Erasmo with my C-pick. Mm-hmm. Erasmo, this this season, he's been rough against lefties in particular, uh, OPS against well over 800. So the lefty from Cleveland that I'm picking at 46% mm-hmm. owned, keep in mind, C-pick, 46%, is Northbrook, Illinois' very own Jason Kipnis. Uh, okay, don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, that seems like low for him, but I guess he's had kind of a tough year. He's, but... yeah, he's, he's been on and off the DL like all season, but uh, yeah. you know, uh, for his career, he's, he's been solid against righties. Not quite as pronounced this season, although uh, eight of his 11 homers, four of his five stolen bases, and a 720 OPS against. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just chalking that up to sample size just that he hasn't played a ton this season because he's been hurt. Yeah. But uh, I really like him against Erasmo. Oh, yeah. No, he's had trouble with those lefties. He should do fine there. Kipnis also playing in center field, which doesn't really matter to you fantasy-wise, but no, oh, also you, you're just, you, want to, you want to start with second base either way. That's where you're going to play. Yeah, but yeah, no, quality lefties against Erasmo will be just fine. Next up, my B pick. The Rockies are going to San Diego to face Jordan Lyles. Yes. He's rough against lefties. Yes, yes and he they, is. And they've got a bunch in the outfield. Actually, like even like their like like the Triple A guys they called up are left-handed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm going to toss one of them out there at one percent on. It's Rymel Tapia. I like Rymel Tapia in hopes yeah. of nicking a stolen base. Yes, absolutely. He can run. That guy can move. And update on our stolen base race, which just a few weeks ago, seven to five. In favor uh, of you. Me, I'm up seven to five, so you get okay. some speed to make up. But yeah, I think uh, it'll be fun to look at our lines. We try to do this every year and see what like our total stat line compares most to, and what kind of hitter we put together <laughs> through all our picks. And we're gonna have a guy that's stolen about six or seven bases, so not none, but not we haven't been leaning speed too much, which makes sense. But yeah, we really have. Uh, anyway, I do like that. I like Ramel Tapia. I think he can run in San Diego off of Jordan Lyles. Should be fine. I mean, you're just from like a, you know a DFS standpoint. I tend to aim for homers, and I think you do too. Yes, I just, absolutely. I, I just, it's. I just feel like it's it's a bit easier not not necessarily to predict, but 
to see where the advantages are as far as uh you know just you know better you know hitter versus pitcher as opposed mm-hmm. to hitter or, sorry as opposed to pitcher versus runner yeah the only thing i would maybe check if you're picking a stolen base guy going there is make sure check if austin hedges is starting for the padres because he's so good defensively that he might run a little less if that's the case you know if you're actually like have a game plan looking for stolen bases you could consider the opposite catcher when you're doing that matchup but i like Ramel tapia one percent they should score runs there that's a good pick mm-hmm. and dylan as for my a pick uh you mm-hmm. Jimenez is is starting on friday against the mm-hmm. tampa bay rays and the ray i like is lefty malik smith yeah you do love malik smith you did at one point this season try to claim that he is one of your favorite players well i'm not trying to claim it i am claiming it. he's one of my favorite players yeah and talk about trying to get a stolen base that's gonna be a good place for that for sure you would think so yes so that's my thought process there she's trying you're trying to make a couple steals with Malik smith against ubaldo because he will get on base against ubaldo yeah uh okay well for me my c pick also a speed guy we haven't talked about him much this year but have you seen what nori aoki has been doing now that he's with the mets I have not seen what Norioki's been doing. I think he has a hit in like every game in a Mets uniform, or he did for a while, something like that. Uh, he's doing fine, and they're batting him lead off for a stinky lineup for sure. But he gets Edwin Jackson, who again is falling apart. So I think that him leading off at 1% against Edwin Jackson and hoping he might steal a base also. He has a couple this month. Uh, I, I can see that. It's a C pick. It's not exciting. But if you need a cheap outfielder, Norioki's kind of doing things for the Mets. And again, it's Edwin Jackson, whatever. My B pick, I also want a piece of Ubaldo, but instead of 2% Malik Smith, I got another lefty from the Rays, Kevin Kiermeyer, 37% on, also batting way up high on that lineup. And yeah, doing plenty of damage should be just fine. There's some power, there's some steals, and I don't know, just pick against Ubaldo. I realize it's not great analysis from us to pick against Ubaldo, but you got to do it when we're keeping track. My A pick, though, looking a little bit deeper, I see Adam. Conley going to Arizona. Did you even look at that at all, or is that just terrifying? I looked at it, but the problem is for our contest, the Arizona D-backs are far too owned. Yeah, and I was like trying to guess like if they'd be packing it in by now and like tossing like you know a few of the other guys into the lineup, and the other guys really aren't that great. So I did look at it. I wasn't sure which way to go, and when I'm not sure which way to bet. I don't. When I asked if you looked at it, I was like, did you think about using Adam Conley? But obviously not, because <laughs> what a bad matchup and what a, yeah, yeah. He, and he's been falling off. Uh, I did find a D-back that I like that is Ooh. on her own, batting second, cheap catcher, oh, at, no. uh, at 2%. Chris Yanetta has been awesome this year, and he's 2% owned. You down on Chris Yanetta? I All right, he's fine. He has 14 home runs and 250 at-bats. He has a history of hitting lefties. He's been hitting everything this year, and he's batting second. I love this for Chris Yanetta if he gets in there, getting Adam Conley specifically, and then the Marlins bullpen. I think that that is just fine, for sure. That would be my catcher and my A-pick for Friday, definitely. Gotcha. Uh, Okay, on to Saturday, Matt. Okay, I got thoughts on Saturday. Okay, uh, I have seven, na- eight names written down. But okay, yeah. What, what's your first impression before, of Saturday? Before we get to the names that you have written down, there's one I want to talk about that isn't written down. Okay. And you, you know how we say things like, "Oh, this guy is the worst ever to such and such." Mm-hmm. Dylan Covey is the worst starting pitcher in 2017. Worse than Ubaldo? Yes. Okay. Well, you have strong feelings about Dylan Covey. I don't okay. want to hear about him. In in fewer than 60 innings, do you know what his war number is? 
Uh, no, I don't. Uh, did he get a full negative one yet? Negative two? Negative 1.2. That's impressive. Not easy and to do. There's one man keeping him from being the actual worst pitcher in the league. I said starting pitcher, not pitcher. There's one man keeping him from being the worst pitcher in the league. <sighs> oh, boy. Uh, so, suggesting a reliever. Correct. And believe it or not, they're teammates. Oh, I don't know who that would be. Is it Big Pelf, Mike Pelf? No, close. Pelf is nothing good. But I guess he I, was not that bad. No, eh, he's been pretty rough. Uh, Chris Beck at one point, negative one point three as a reliever. Oh boy, that's yeah. And if you actually look at like at the Fangraphs bottom ten for pitchers WAR, there are five White Sox. Oh goodness, yeah, they're just trotting guys out there. Pretty much, yes. It's 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 to be expected. But either way, Dylan Kobe, the actual, actual the worst starting pitcher of 2017. Well, spoiler alert: I even before you gave me this hot tip, I did pick against him. Oh, so did I. Yeah. Oh, so did I. Surely, we'll, we'll pick some Royals. As for pitchers, though, not Dylan Kobe, obviously. Your boy Brent Suter at home against the Cubs. You had concerns about Brandon Woodruff. You can't go with Brent Suter here, can you? If you can't use Brandon Woodruff, you can't use Brent Suter. That's just a rule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like him, but that's I'm a little scared there for sure. How about Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox going to Cincinnati? He's 48% owned. Yeah. They they can kind of hit. I don't. I'm. I continue to be kind of eh on him. Would you agree? Most of the thumpers are from the left side, are they not? Uh, I mean, they have definitely right-handed guys that can do some work. I don't know. It's hard to pay attention to the Reds. <laughs> I feel like, but mm-hmm. Zach Cozart does his damage. Yeah, and I guess. All right. yeah, that's a good point. There's a couple. I don't know, and it's also that park, and I don't have a bunch of faith than Eduardo Rodriguez. I oh, guess boy. I don't know. I mean, I guess he'll be able to neutralize Scooter Jeanette and Scott Shebler. Oh, it's, oh, shots across the bow. <laughs> it's Zach Cozart and Eugenio Suarez and Adam Duvall. There's some guys, you know. So. It's also September Reds, so who knows? Uh, not my pick. It, an option. Are you considering at all Matt Boyd against the Twins after what he did to your White Sox? No. No. I don't think anybody is, really. Like, yeah, that was impressive. I'm not suddenly sold on him against the Twins, so no thanks. Henderson Alvarez was okay in his debut, and now he's going to Atlanta. There's still just not enough upside to take that risk, right? No. For DFS pur- purpose, uh, purposes, absolutely not. Yeah, he just doesn't get you any points. No, there's, there's no points. There's no strikeouts. I mean, he would literally like have to like throw like a complete game shutout to to even begin to help you. I mean, and that, that that's yeah. where he's, that's where you're setting the parks because there are so few strikeouts. Yeah, just got a few more. Dan Straley, who just did so well, is now going to Arizona. I don't want that. Do you? I, no. I'm terrified of the desert. Yeah. Dan Straley's an interesting guy, but again, he had been bad before that last start, and it was the Mets, you know, so he still only went five innings against them, so I don't want him going to Arizona. Two options, I think, stick out. Well, here's a third one. Jake Odorizzi goes to Baltimore. He's 52% owned. I imagine you're kind of whatever on that I as am well. whatever in the end. But, yeah, there's two good ones here in the NL West. Either Hyunjin Ryu at home against the Giants, or our boy Ulysses Chassin at home against the Rockies. And I think I'm going to go ahead and trust in Chassin enough, but I have no problem with Ryu either. Do you? No, I, I, I agree with your analysis almost word for word. Yeah, I apologize. We, <laughs> we keep copying. I know. We, well, well, you know, we've been doing this show a long time. I would I would probably go with, with Chassin here as well as my pick. Yeah. He continues to be, of course, nails at home. Last time, last start at home was, you know, start of September, went seven innings, two runs against the Dodgers. 
He went to Arizona and allowed four runs in Arizona. And he went to Colorado and allowed three runs. But at home against the Rockies, I'm, something's going on with him. And I am all in on that. So, yeah, we're, we're taking Chassin. But i a okay with Hyunjin Ryu as well. I, I can allow that for sure. Oh, also, you know, Julius Chassin, he gets to face off against Chad Chad Bettis. Does that factor into your analysis there? The fact that there's a, there's a bomb on the other side? Yeah, that he might get pushed to a win a little bit easier. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And whereas Ryu is opposite of Bumgarner. So a little yeah. tougher to get a win there. But He's also opposite of Bum. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good mm. one. Uh, I'll give that to you. All right. On to hitters for Saturday. Matt, who are you thinking? Okay. I've got, I've, actually, I've got a D pick here. Speaking of Chad Bettis, if you're, if you're looking to nick a stolen base and you need an extra outfielder, Travis Jankowski is back in the major leagues. Yeah, our boy. You know? Yeah, we haven't talked about him in a while. Well, he, he has been the playing, majors he for a long time. Yeah. You think they're going to let him play? I hope so. I don't, you know, why not? You know, it's you know, what does it hurt to toss him in the outfield for a couple of games? He's, yeah. I'm surprised he's at 1% owned. Somebody has already picked him up, hoping for those steals. Correct. He already has two, but yeah, if he gets in there, all he does is run. So, yeah, I we, we like Travis Jankowski in any place, for sure. Okay, next up, my C pick. Speaking of Dylan Covey, I've, I've got to pick a Royal. You know, you can't have the worst starting pitcher in 2017 and not bet against him. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the guy I like is Jorge Bonifacio at 1% owned. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, that's actually, he shows up on my list here too. But yeah. Makes sense. Uh, we like him. He's a righty who hits righty. He should be just fine at 1%. It's, it's, it's righty on righty. It's Dan and still in Kobe. Handed in the struggle doesn't matter. You don't have to go digging for a lefty. Although, it, yeah. if you could find one, it would be nice. Like, if you if you want to spend a little bit and do, like, a Melky Cabrera, if he's in the starting mm-hmm. lineup, that might be... Any Royals you like, go for it, really. <sighs> I'm trying to think of any... Oh, yeah, I guess. Either way. Anyways, except B-Pick. Matt Harvey gets another start for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what the Mets are doing. That, yeah. Shut these guys down. Let them go home and rest and come back healthy for spring training. Well, and apparently they've been doing all this weird stuff with uh, no. with Noah Syndergaard of being like, maybe he'll pitch out of the bullpen. Maybe we'll shut him down. Maybe we can get him back for a little bit. And people are just like, why? Why? Don't do that. Just, yeah, why? Matt Harvey continues to get whomped on, especially by lefties. So, speaking of lefties, I'm tossing yes. a lefty that's probably going to whomp on him, and that's Adam Lind. Yeah, I'm down for picking against Matt Harvey at this point. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's two, no with that. I've got him at 2% owned, 878 OPS against Rays with all 12 of his home runs coming against Rays and his one stolen base. Yeah, that, that's his job, is it, righties? So. Pretty much. Yep. And lastly, I've got my A pick. Okay. Dylan, have we were talking about my, my, my love of Spike Lee movies? We have not. Okay. No, well, we have not. I, I've got to, I, I'm not really a fan of school days, but I always do the right thing. Okay, that's pretty good. I do like that. You like Lucas Duda on Saturday? I do. I, I, I like Lucas Duda a lot against Jeremy Hawkson on Saturday. He's at 10% owned. You know, Duda's in fact left-handed. Against Rays this year, 892 OPS against with 24 of his 29 home runs Yeah, against Rays. Also his job day at Rays. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. I, I looked at Duda either against Dubaldo or here, and I had already picked him in September, but I am totally okay with that. Absolutely. Now, to be completely honest, the, the Duda right thing joke is not my own. Okay. That was from the old dugout chat room that John Boys. John Boys, yeah. Yeah, uh, B-O-I-S. I can never pronounce it. I, I always want to say John Bois. 
Just because it looks like it should be French, but it, it probably isn't. I don't know for sure. I always thought it was boys, but yeah. You're probably right. A very funny Twitter follow. He's fantastic. But either way, it's that, that was Lucas Duda's handle from back in the day. It's not my own. It's not my own joke. I'm repeating it, but I am giving credit, so I'm not a hack. I like that. I I appreciate that, and I appreciate the joke, and I appreciate the pick. I think I'm into that. Mm. Uh, okay, for me. My C pick, I see Miguel Gonzalez on here, and I'm ready to pick any A's against him. Uh, you know, we talked about Matt Joyce, but I've already picked him. Any of the other A's you like, they're on fire. They're doing well. I mentioned Jed Lowry the other day, and I, he didn't get in, but he's batting third, and they're hot. And he's only 18% owned, and I think he can handle Miguel Gonzalez. So I'm for my, my D pick, actually, uh, Jed Lowry. But again, just any A's against Miguel Gonzalez. Mm. Uh, I also put down Kevin Kiermaier again. You know, he's my B pick uh, the day before on Friday. I, I still like him against Hellickson. I'm going to be just like Lucas Duda. Go and just pick some race against uh, the Orioles. But my A pick, I have Jorge Bonifacio as my B pick at 1%. He's been kind of platooning with Brandon Moss. Uh, Moss the boss is at 11%. And they kind of do a lefty-righty thing, even though Jorge Bonifacio is better against righties. But I don't tell Ned Yost that. I don't know. So whichever one gets in, I want. I'm going to put Brandon Moss first. But if they do go with Jorge Bonifacio there, uh, I'm into that too. But yeah, pick against Dylan Covey it is basically what we're getting at for sure. And I believe in Brandon Moss enough to connect on one against him. Sunday, the 24th, last day we're going to pick for this episode. I got a bunch of names here, man. There's a lot of options on Sunday. <laughs> I felt like, I don't know. It's like the way you said that. That was how you got a bunch of names here, man. I look at what I wrote and I'm like, oh, I literally wrote 10 names. Holy moly. Uh, okay. That's a third of the pitchers going. Jordan Montgomery going to Toronto. Eh, not a great matchup, right? No, not a great matchup. He gets the strikeouts, which makes him interesting, but we can do better out of our 10 names that I think we, we, we wrote can, down. We can do better, yeah. Doug Fister did not do so well last time either. He going to Cincinnati. I, I'm, you know, taking my foot off the gas there a little bit with <laughs> Doug Fister. So. <laughs> No thanks, but it wouldn't shock me if he was okay. Don't I'm picking against him, so yeah, I don't hate him that much, but I I can see that for sure. How about you saw Luis Gohara? Now he gets the Phillies. Yeah, eh, no. again, I'm picking against him, so yeah, okay, yeah, I think he, I can see him doing okay against the Phillies, but I don't blame you for picking against him either. How about your boy? This might be my pick, Lucas Giolito. At home against the Royals. He, unlike Ronaldo, has been great. Looks awesome. 258 ERA getting his strikeouts. Like, yeah, our Lucas Giolito, that's a green light against the Royals, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think it's a green light. Yeah, not as many strikeouts as I'd like, but again, if you can trust Ronaldo on Saturday, you can trust Giolito on Sunday. He's 44% on, so he might hit the benchmark for the end of the year. How about the Giants' Chris Stratton going to L.A. to get the Dodgers? Not a great matchup in L.A., but he's kind of been okay lately, too. Yeah, he's been okay. I I, I would look really hard at the lineup before I, I actually toss him in a stack. Uh-huh. Just to see which which team they're you know, you know the Dodgers are tossing out there if they're tossing in the, tossing the other guys on a Sunday getaway day game or if they're actually like yeah. making a lineup out. Yeah, 
Chris Stratton, ERA under four, last time out, six innings, two runs, four strikeouts against the D-backs. It was in San Francisco, but, you know, can consider it. Uh, Dylan Peters goes to Arizona, still terrified of that, interested in him, but no likes in there. Colin McHugh at home against the Angels. I, that sounds safe enough to me. I, I, he's ERA, three, four, four. He's not going real deep into games, but he also gets his strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Would you consider Colin McHugh against the Angels? Comic Q against the Angels, yes, I would consider that. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. He also, you know, gets his strikeouts okay. Uh, other side, Tyler Skaggs going to Houston. Like Tyler Skaggs, can't take that matchup, right? No. Not in Houston. No, I can't yeah. take that. No. no, thanks. And then how about, just got a few more. Uh, actually, I just have one more. Uh, German Marquez going to San Diego. That is also pretty darn safe, I feel like. Uh, I'm probably between that or Giolito. Do you like German Marquez going to San Diego? Do I like German Marquez going to San Diego? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. I want him to be a little bit better, but again, I, he's been fine on the road, and the, the Padres are just not scary. Like, if you know, like you're saying they might start Travis Jankowski, which, great, some stolen bases, but is not a scary guy for pitchers to face by no, any means. Not so, by any means so. Yeah. So, yeah, I would consider that. I'm going to go ahead and go with Giolito, I think, because I trust him as much as <laughs> Ronaldo. Your size suggests that we accidentally matched up all three games. This no, weekend. I'm taking German. Okay, okay. Because I picked uh, because I picked Giolito, or you actually like that one better? I like that he's facing Luis Perdomo. <laughs> yeah, that helps too. Uh, I mean, I'm right there in Colin McHugh as well. I think there are three good options, and I'd be fine with any of them, but... I'm just, again, really not scared of, you know, the the Royals at all. So, yeah. But I like Jerome Marquez, not scared of the Padres. And Colin McHugh might be my favorite pitcher of them. But the Angels, you know, obviously have a handful of talented hitters. So, okay. How about uh, hitters, though, for Sunday? Who are you looking at? Okay, this is my day to spend. All right. You got Nick Pavetta going to Atlanta yeah. to face off against the yeah. Braves. Yeah. It's a righty who's rough against righties. And... The guy I'm, I'm going to go with is, is actually somebody I was hoping I would get to see play on Tuesday, and I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, because Max Scherzer was in the lineup, and they didn't want him facing Max Scherzer, and it's Teller Flowers. Yeah, T-Flow. I picked a T-Flow a couple of weeks ago or so, and he didn't get used, didn't get played. But yeah, it's a righty that can hit righties, getting yeah. Pavetta. Uh, he's, in yeah. fact, he's in fact right-handed, 8-4-3 OPS against righties with 10 of his 11 home runs and zero of his mm-hmm. zero stolen bases. Yeah. Next up, uh, my B pick, opposite Pavetta's Luis Gohara. I just spent Tuesday evening watching me knocked around by righties. So guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm tossing a righty in there against him. The one I like on, on Philadelphia is Aaron Althair at 18% owned. Oh, yeah. 18% is too low for Aaron Althair. Really? Like we like Aaron Althair. We haven't talked about him in a while. No, but. we haven't. Uh, yeah. Either way, against lefties this year, 831 OPS against eight of his 19 home runs. Zero of his five stolen bases does not run against lefties. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Either way, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge Aaron Althair fan. He's not he's not quite Malik Smith level, but he's up. He's 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 rapidly gaining. Yes. No, I am super into that. I think if I check, I want to say he was one of our first uh, home run guys this year or something. I think that's correct. Uh, oh no, it's it's that I had a two homer game from him on May 10th. That's what the spreadsheet. Oh, is. humble brag! Oh, humble brag here! Wow. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I remember now. Yes, it was my two homer game. Now I remember. <laughs> I feel like you can't take too much credit for things that insane. You're just like, oh boy. But I, I remember loving him earlier in the year, and that would be why. But that's so. kind. That's kind of how I felt when I picked Josh Beckett and he threw a no hitter. You did do that. That's the only time <laughs> in the history of this show that. 
this show has a, a no hitter on its mantle, and Matt picked uh, Josh Beck. That was I'll, good. I'll never forget your, your reaction. It was just like, Matt, aren't you ecstatic? I was like, eh, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I just picked it. I didn't do it. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel about the two homer game. And so I'm like, oh, that was lucky. I could have <laughs> easily picked him. Okay, so now you understand how I felt about the Josh Beckett thing. For sure, that was still pretty cool. It was yeah. pretty cool. And lastly, my A pick. Speaking of Doug Fister, I'm picking against him. Yes. With him, he's, he's been rough against lefties this year. And the lefty I like, nobody else seems to because he's only 22% owned, mm-hmm. is, is the big Sheb, Scott Shoveler. Yeah, he continues to get his uh, get his home runs. He does that, and that's all you really need from he's him. He's a right? homer away from 30. Yeah, so is everybody else, but like that doesn't make it not helpful, you know? True. There's always this like fantasy thing of like when a stat like that, like often it's stolen bases that fluctuate, but like if there's a bunch more home runs, does that mean that they're more valuable or less valuable? And people kind of argue about what that means in fantasy, you know? But yeah, anyway, the point is 30 home run hitter, 22% owned. That's not, it's not high enough. 29 home run hitter, but 22 of them have come against righties this year. So. Yeah, no, that's his deal. I like that uh, for sure. My C pick, I see John Gant on the schedule is going to start for the Cardinals and whatever. He's not going to go deep. Like, there's going to be a lot of bullpen in there. So my C pick, Adam Frazier has been on fire in September, and it's kind of an empty, you know, hitting. But decent average, betting to the top of that lineup, you know, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. I just think at 4% is my C pick. He can get some points against John Gant and probably the Cardinals bullpen. My... B pick would be Matt Chapman getting Martin Perez. I just want to pick an A's righty against Martin Perez. And I mentioned Matt Chapman again the other day. He's been doing more damage to righties, which I like because that just means that, you know, when Martin Perez doesn't go deep into the game and we get the Rangers bullpen, I trust Chapman to also be able to hit. So yeah, 4%. He has real power. I think it should be fine. He can run into one. And then uh, unexciting, but my A pick is also Tyler Flowers. I was right there with you. The problem is that he hasn't been playing a lot. Uh, I guess they're, you know, they're, they're letting him rest, but <laughs> saving him for next year. <laughs> I guess so. He's been a little banged up, but he did play recently. So I'm hoping if he can get in there against Nick Pavetta, I'm all about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Well, that should do it for our picks for the weekend. Matt, you got anything before we get rolling out of here? Okay. Sadly, I don't have a softball update because I was driving back from Atlanta during today's softball game. I did see the lineup today. Uh And let's just say... um, Were they missing your presence? Let's say they're missing five regulars due due to to vacations. (laughs) This is your bye week. Essentially, I'm going to be really curious to see what the score is tomorrow morning. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, boy. I, I honestly, I can't believe they played. I really can't. Just did not have enough people? No. Uh, no. Well, hopefully you didn't have to forfeit, but yeah. I, I'd almost rather have the forfeit than the than the, the, the moon pounding. It's probably going to, it probably occurred. Anyways. Well, uh, hopefully not. But yeah. As far as Atlanta goes, you can get fantastic barbecue just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. The highway system is awful. Yeah, I was going to ask how parking and whatnot was. Oh, parking was for the game was fine. Just like dry, you know, navigating their highway system. Um, my father calls it Spaghetti Junction, where you've got like eighty-seven lines of different highways intersecting, and if you're not on like the exact right one, you will get lost. And yeah, guess what? I wasn't on the exact right one, and I did get lost for about a minute. Yeah. So I've heard Atlanta traffic is not a fun time it's, at all. Yeah. It, 
it, it's like it moves a bit better than Chicago traffic, but the, it's the, the the highway system is so screwed up that it, it's unique. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, all the folks I met in Atlanta were absolutely wonderful. Awesome. No, they were, they were really, everybody was nice. Like, everybody, you know, and the thing there, like, everybody talks to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, like, They're chatting. They are. They are. If, even if you've never, like, met somebody before and, and you know, you're thinking about something, hey, buddy, have you, have you ever heard of this? I, I did finally do Waffle House, which I'd never done before, and I, I got to say I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. Waffle House is great. Waffle House is quality. Yeah. I was thoroughly impressed. I've only been to a few, but, yeah, I'm into it, too. I was I was thoroughly impressed by by Waffle House. I kind of wish we had them in Illinois, but sadly we don't. So, <laughs> well, that is a good uh, field trip report, uh, Atlanta <laughs> report, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that should about do it for us. Matt is on Twitter at matt d underscore dfs. I'm on Twitter at Higgins fos. We only got two more shows after this one. I look at the calendar and I was like, oh crap, we're about done. Yeah. And this will be show two ninety nine, and then our next one is show number three hundred. Are we? Are we, is, we have to break out the tuxedos again? Maybe so. Well, and it's also like not technically three hundred because that's three hundred at Fangraphs, but we did a whole twice a week season before that. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of shows we've done for sure. I can't believe we're three hundred. I really it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, well, we did two seasons of five times a week, like crazy people. Did we do uh, two seasons of that? Yeah, I know. It's hard to think. Uh, yeah, and the uh, well, one of them I did also with Brad mixed in there, and last season was him once a day. Yeah, it's gone by. The first season I just looked, we did fifty three episodes, so three hundred and fifty plus episodes for sure over four seasons. Kind of nuts. So yeah, next one will be three hundred, and then the one after that, three hundred one, will be our last one for the end of the season but yeah if you're still doing fantasy stuff we get tweets asking for you know advice and and options definitely hit us up we love to hear from you and one of us will either respond to you or or tell the other one to respond to you that's what happened the other day i'm sorry no i was in the middle of 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 like you know like my 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 day job yeah i just i'm like i don't have time to research this deal i'm can you this poor boy sure yeah no problem with that uh yeah anyway that should do it for us for matt i'm dylan thanks for listening and we will talk to you next week this podcast is over thank you for listening to the field of streams podcast for more fantasy baseball analysis visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on twitter at rotographs